0: OK, guys, I'm very excited to welcome Deb to the show to Let's Get Freaky. Deb, how are you?
1: I'm uh, not so bad, thank you,
0: Tommy. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thank you You're so welcome. much for coming on the show. No problem. So if we can start at the beginning, where did the paranormal start for you?
1: Uh, well, it was. it's a memory that's only just come back in the last year. Um, I thought it was another memory, but this one goes before that. I remember I can only have just moved in to my bed from a cot. And I remember laying on the bed and clinging to the edge of the bed and watching a human-sized figure under the carpet rolling round. <laughs> and wow. it was only because somebody else mentioned it. It was like one of those penny drop yeah. things. And that. But the person that I was talking to at the time said that her daughter experienced several things moving under the carpet. Mine was just the one figure, like the size of a man but rolling about under the carpet. Now, in our bungalow at the time when I was a kid, that was impossible because it was concrete floor under the carpet. So I knew it was impossible, but I'd forgotten about that until this was mentioned and it kind of like, it was a click. Yeah. So that was my very first experience. Wow. But, <laughs> weird. Yeah.
0: What, what do you think that was?
1: I have no idea. I couldn't even begin to tell you, was it paranormal? Was it I'd, I really don't know? Yeah. But I so just you... remember, I remember I can remember that you know the edge of a mattress where it kind of joins and there's that ridge. I remember clinging to that, like I was gonna fall off, or I was scared, or but that's all I remember is clinging to that and looking at the carpet and scene. And I only had a small bedroom. Mine was kind of like a cornerways bedroom at the bottom of the corridor. Yeah. So it was only a small bedroom, but there would have been there would possibly have been room for somebody to lay down, but how would they get under the carpet? It was one of those really tight, um, like, cord carpets.
0: Yeah.
1: Because uh, obviously I was a bit of a mucky kid where I was grinding chalk into my carpet and stuff like that, so my dad put yeah. some hard wearing down. <laughs> so there would yeah. have been no, no room for movement or anything, so yeah. I'm, honestly, wow. no idea. That's no right.
0: idea. So you heard someone else with that experience and it just yeah. brought
1: it back to you? Yep wow i'd never i'd never thought of that when I, i've written two books and i'm on with a third and when i started writing the first book the the other experience that i had as a kid in that bedroom was the first one that i thought of i'd not even not even remembered this one and then like i say a couple of years ago we were all sat in a group chatting
0: and yeah. i actually
1: burst into tears as soon as she said it wow Everybody's like what's the matter and i said that's just brought back a memory I just yeah. I remember this, just this one person under the carpet. Wow. Very
0: so that, strange. That was imprinted in you, like that memory was a strong memory. Yeah. You just needed that trigger and you yeah. to
1: bring it out, yeah.
0: Yeah. I've had that as well when I've been talking about a subject and you just you're like, oh wow. Yeah. It comes back to you. Like,
1: it's like a click in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. How did I not
0: think of that or remember I know.
1: that? Something yeah. quite prominent, which it is really, isn't it? I mean, for a kid yeah. seeing something like that. Yeah. A bit strange. Very
0: interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't you didn't remember that until recently. So your first memory. Yeah. Was that what sort of got you into the paranormal? And
1: yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, I had a few more things as a kid. Um, the next one was um I used to go to bed on a night. My mum always left the we had a really long lounge, and then in the middle was the door down the, the hallway to the kitchen, and then the rooms were off that, and mine was at the bottom next to the kitchen. And mum always used to leave the door ajar. And I remember I'd, it, it went on for about between six months and a year. I'd go to bed, I'd lay on my back, my mum would disappear off back into the lounge and then these shapes would come through the door, the gap in the door and they were like little portrait photographs with the, with the proper like gilded edges or whatever and they'd float up and down past and there'd be heads of kings and queens and pictures of like royal carriages. And they'd go, there'd be about 10 or 12 of these and they'd all go past properly spaced out with the same amount of spacing. And they'd go up and down past me and into the corner of the wall where the window wall met the kitchen wall. Yeah. And once the last one had gone in, I knew that I had to go to sleep. Wow. And that that went on for, like I say, I don't even remember. My mum was into all this because my great aunt, my mum's aunt was clairvoyant. She never did it for a living. She did it for family. Um, And she used to tell my mum about my spirit guide and things like this. But I never actually remember telling my mum about these incidents. Not until I kind of got older. I don't remember saying at the time, mum, you'll never guess what happens when I go to bed. You know, I just never, never thought about telling her. And she never, she never, ever dissed anything that I said. She always believed anything that I told her because she knew that I wouldn't lie about stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that was me. My second incident in that bedroom.
0: So did that happen every night?
1: Every night for, like I'd say, thinking back, I would say between six months and a year that happened. Wow. Across that time. And like I say, I'd wait for him to come through the the gap in the door. And then as soon as the last one had gone into the corner of the wall, I knew I had to go to sleep. Yeah. Wow. And I, I presume, thinking about it, 12 of them spaced out, it would have been five minutes or so. It took for them to, to all go past me. And I never thought either to, like, reach out or, you know, like, try and touch them. I just laid there watching them. I never thought yeah. to touch or... Yeah. It's funny funny how you react to things, isn't it? Even when you are a kid, you would think you'd have the curiosity to kind of, like, reach yeah. out. But no.
0: So how old were you roughly, sorry, when this happened?
1: I'd say between four and five. Okay. So obviously it was quite a while after I'd... Moved out of my caught into a bed because I'd had the rolling thing under the carpet when I'd first gone into a bed I think, yeah. And then obviously this, so that was maybe a year or two after. Yeah. I don't
0: know. And you didn't own these pictures, or
1: no? Never seen them before. I mean, there were there were old pictures. You could tell they were old. Uh, I don't remember if they were in colour or not, but I just remember. You know, like when you see, you, you you type in the internet a picture of an old king or whatever and there's the head and shoulders and they're all very regal looking and that's yeah. what they were like, the, the, the woman and the man. The woman yeah. was obviously a queen and then obviously these old carriages, like princess kind of carriages. Mm-hmm. But yeah.
0: That's very interesting.
1: Again, I've no idea where that originates from. No yeah. idea.
0: And did you get... Um... So obviously you didn't get a nasty feeling from this because it made you go to sleep.
1: Yeah. No, 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 no weird feelings or nothing else that came with it, either it was shadows or anything. There was just that. Yeah. Just these things floating through, and they were pretty decent size. I mean, what, three to four inches from top to bottom? And then the frame, oh. obviously. So there weren't small little things that were going past. They were quite decent size. Yeah, wow. Very very strange, strange. Still very strange. That's why we yeah. called life is strange. Because
0: <laughs> I've never heard that before.
1: <laughs> yeah, and neither have I. Actually,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> I'd be interested to know if anybody else has had that sort of thing, though.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. Mm.
0: So what? What else happened after that?
1: Um, oh, there was the orange spider incident. I'd gone. We had where we lived on the main road. When you went round the corner, there was a parade of shops, and my mum had sent me around to the shops for something. And as I came back, my friend's house was on the corner and they had a massive beach hedge that went round. And there were like three or four um, teenage boys. I mean, I was about seven, something like that, seven or eight. And there were these four teenage boys and they were all kind of like peering into the hedge. So of course I'm coming along with my little shopping bag. And I was a bit bothered because they were sort of stood on the path in my way, but I was interested to know what they were looking at. So as I went up, they kind of stood back and there was this bright orange and a mean orange spider and it had a body like a golf ball and the same size as a golf ball and it had the pits in it like a golf ball's got and then it had this little body and it was kind of scrambling about on the leaves in the hedge and I went, what is it? and they all said, don't know and we watched it for a bit and then they kind of took off and I looked at it then started getting a bit spooked out and I went home
0: yeah
1: but there is absolutely no species that i know of that looks like that and as i thought about it when i was writing that up for my book as i thought about it beach leaves and it was climbing on the leaves but beach leaves would not hold the weight of a golf ball no yeah so this thing either had to be really light i don't i really don't know but it was the size of a golf ball the body that's and and for, if I'd have seen that on my own, I'd have thought, oh, my God, I've been hallucinating. But the fact that these lads were stood there staring at it yeah. before I got there means that they saw it too, but never heard anything anything like that. So I don't know what that was either. <laughs>
0: That's interesting. So did this have like, eyes and stuff like that? And, like...
1: I don't remember the eyes. I just remember the little body in it because at the time I thought, it's a little body. How could it support... Yeah. You know, like you do when you're a kid, that don't don't work in your mind as to how that thing's managing to wander about. Yeah. But yeah. That's really
0: so you're not seeing nothing like that.
1: No, anywhere. thankfully. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what do you think that was then? I mean
1: some sort of cryptid, I really don't yeah, know. Yeah. Like I said, the fact that I didn't see it on my own and I didn't see it first is a bit kind of at least I know somebody else had seen it. Yeah. Whereas, like when you see things on your own, you think, "Well, nobody believed me about that because yeah. there's, there's only me that's seen it." But
0: yeah, that's interesting.
1: It is. I wonder if they yeah. still remember it though. I mean, I don't know. I didn't even know who the lads were then, so they obviously lived somewhere nearby. But
0: yeah,
1: I never remember hearing anything about it or anybody mentioning anything. I don't know. Did
0: you ever like draw it down or anything to try? I drew
1: and- it. I drew it to put in my book as best oh, I could awesome. remember it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just thinking about it now, there's just it's, it's bizarre, totally bizarre.
0: Yeah, some sort of cryptid or alien, maybe.
1: Yeah, right? well, yeah, could have been. Uh, you don't I know what species they've got, do you? Yeah,
0: yeah. So you just say sorry? They said spiders'
1: legs, Like but... It did, but they weren't like long. They were kind of short, shortish. That's what I say because it didn't, it didn't look in proportion. From what yeah. I remember, it, it, was, it was out of proportion. The body was far too big for the... Uh, so, yeah, the, the main part of the body was far too big for the legs and the rest of the body to support it, really. But yeah. but it was the bright orange. It's like a luminous orange, this yeah. thing.
0: Interesting stuff. Very. If anyone's listening and you've seen anything like that, get in touch. <laughs> Please. <laughs> We'd like to know more about that. I mean, that. I'm not mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great, as you say, that the boys saw it as well. Because that gives you that confirmation yeah. someone else has seen it. And, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So it that's is. two it's. things, that's two paranormal experiences I've never heard before. So this yeah. is this is a good start.
1: <laughs> good. Glad to have broken them all there. I see it, yeah. That's a first,
0: first. <laughs> so what? what's next?
1: The next one will have been, there were a couple of just tiny little, little things. I was laid on the um, living room floor and my mum had a china cabinet And I was laid on the floor with the dog. We had a wester. And I looked up and there was a a photograph hovering in the gap at the bottom of the... The china cabinet came down and then stopped and it had these twisty legs and then then four pieces of wood round to support it. And in the gap underneath, there was a photograph, black and white photograph. And I remember saying... My grandmother was there and I remember saying at the time, I can see a photograph. And they're going, there's nothing there. And then my grandmother said... What's on the photograph? So I described this man. And as I described him, she said to me, that looks like Albert Schweitzer, sounds like Albert Schweitzer, who um he started um a school in Africa or something. He was a scientist, professor, whatever. I did look him up, but I couldn't see the the relevance, really. Yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't, I couldn't understand why I would be shown something like that. But that's about the same time as well, eight, seven, eight, nine, maybe, I don't know. Okay. So there were little little tiny things like that. Um, and then in but 1976, I saw a UFO close up. Wow. And me and my friend were playing on the school field. Um, yeah, 1976, it'll have been summer, so it'll be maybe June, July. And we were playing. Everybody else was playing. The whole school was out on the field because you could only go on the field in summer. So we're all playing on the field. We were making daisy chains or whatever. And I, I said to her, what's that noise? And she said, I can't hear anything. Anyway, we carried on playing and this noise got louder and it was like a low, horrible droning noise. And it was just getting louder and louder. And I said, you can hear it now? And she said, yeah, I can. And when we looked up, there was this thing... Now, I I put in my book about 100 feet high, but when I was talking to my friend in summer and we got on about houses and I said, how high do you think your house is? And she went, about 42 feet. I said, what, well, from like the bottom to the top of the roof? And she went, yeah, roughly, yeah. And when I worked it out, she was probably about right. And I thought, actually, this thing must have been 50 to 60 feet above us. I thought it was higher. wow, Because I'm crap at, Estimating the estimating height yeah. and distance <laughs> and everything. Yeah. And we looked up and this thing was above us. And when I looked round, the rest of the school field, the kids on the school field were all outside some sort of perimeter, the same size as this craft. And they were all playing. Nobody was looking at this other than me and Sandra. Wow. And we watched it go over and I, I saw underneath some writing. And the only thing that I can remember was like a trident fork With a tick off the bottom, that's what it looked like. Yeah. And this thing went; it was deafeningly loud. And like I say, nobody else was paying any attention to it. They were all still playing, doing handstands and chasing each other around. And but they weren't coming into this area that me and Sandra were studying. Yeah. And it took off, and it went over towards there was a water tower, and it never changed pace. It didn't speed up. It didn't do anything. It just went straight over, same speed, and disappeared out of view. So, of course, as soon as my mum picked me up from school, she used to walk up and get me. I was like, I couldn't stop jabbering about this thing that we'd seen. So, when we got home, she rang Leeds Bradford Airport, because obviously that's a couple of miles away. Uh, Leeds Bradford Airport, ITV, which was obviously Yorkshire television back then, and the BBC, and nobody knew anything about it at all. Not wow. a thing. And this thing was vast. It was huge. Yeah. It just took up the sky above us. It was just, and from, from the side, it would have looked like a sausage. Underneath, it was it was a disc, but it would have looked like a sausage. And it was covered in tiny little mirror mosaic tiles. And then, oh. like I say, this, this writing underneath. What but, yeah. sort of
0: colour was it?
1: I'd say sort of silvery, silvery white-ish.
0: Wow, it was just all one colour?
1: Yeah, yeah. But it was made up, like I say, of all these tiny little mosaic tiles. Wow. And then it'd be oh god 12 15 years ago no it wasn't when uh friends reunited was on the go i actually got in touch with sandra and we were like catching up and we said oh we'll have to meet for a drink because we still don't live that far from each other so we met up for a drink and we were talking and it was almost like an unspoken elephant in the room and we sat there and we looked at each other over the table and we both said at the same time do you remember and the, we, wow. we both told it as exactly as it as I've just told you that. Oh, that's so, awesome! That's she's another one that remembers this happening, but we've got no explanation for it because I said to her, "My mum rung everywhere when I got home, you know, to find out if if there was any kind of air show on or even if it had been reported or whatever." But no, nothing. Wow, that's so, yeah, so
0: cool was, that you both remembered that. Though, yeah, I was going to
1: say it was nice that she remembered as well. Yeah. Because sometimes bad. you hear of people witnessing stuff, don't you? Like two people witnessing things and one person hasn't seen it and another person has. Yeah. yeah. Or oh, they've got two different approaches, but she remembered yeah. it exactly like I remembered it. Yeah. That's
0: awesome when that happens. So yeah. that was good. Yeah. yeah. So what I won't go into it because I've spoke about it on the show before, but when I had a, one of my UFO experiences, my mother-in-law was with me and that, right. that always helps that both of us saw it because, yeah. you know, some people still don't believe it, I'm sure. But, like we both saw it so yeah. we both got that confirmation
1: but then the thing is why you know why would you go to the bother and make it? this is what bugs exactly. me about all this yeah.
0: stuff 100%
1: people get ribbed and and they get people saying oh you're making it up but why would you put yourself out there with all exactly. these encounters or ufo yeah. sightings for for that ridicule
0: you don't get nothing for it
1: <laughs> Girl, <laughs> so, I think you see something you stand by your truth which is what I've always done whether people believe me or not whether they laugh at me or not I don't care now 100%.
0: Yeah. I know what
1: I've seen and I, I know what I've witnessed and that's 100%. good enough for me.
0: Yeah.
1: All the better if there's somebody there to say, I saw it too, but if you if not, then that's what I saw.
0: Yeah. No, 100% I'm with you. Yeah.
1: yeah. So that
0: so when you saw this UFO, you and your friends saw it, but there was nobody else around you. So it's like you were sort of in uh was it connected to you guys, do you think? I, have,
1: I don't know. It was... The area was the same size as this craft. So we were in this circle that this craft had somehow caused. Yeah. It was just me and her in there. Oh, wow. And the, like I say, the rest of them, it was almost like an invisible fence. Yeah. The rest of them were all like just playing and, like I say, skipping, chasing each other, doing handstands, picking grass, whatever. Yeah. Completely oblivious to this huge thing hovering above us.
0: You didn't have any missing time or anything, did you?
1: I don't know. I mean, I can't, obviously, can't remember. Back to out I, I can't say that I would have done, otherwise my mum would have mentioned that because the teachers are just sort of yeah picked up on that. I would have thought, she's oh, <laughs> <laughs> she's done a runner in a lunchtime. <laughs> yeah. Yes, well, really excuse that. me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like there was must have been some sort of field or field around yeah, yeah. you that was, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah it's always puzzled me is that, how nobody else kind of looked up. They just yeah. weren't aware of it at all, just me and Sandra. Stood yeah. there staring at it.
0: <laughs> what an amazing experience, though. Oh, yeah. That's awesome.
1: But it's weird. I've seen quite a few what I would call UAPs rather than UFOs, one maybe definite UFO apart from that one. And it's still, I, I have like a passing interest in it. I'm still not like, you know, like some people would get hooked by that and it, with their life's thing. And yeah, kind of like a passing interest for me. It does interest me, but not enough to. Devote all my time to it, or yeah. it's just another one of those things. I suppose in my life, <laughs> strange life <laughs> it
0: is. <laughs> Going back to that, the picture that you saw when you was little, yeah. The um, I can't remember. You said you thought it was
1: Albert Schweitzer. Albert Schweitzer
0: is. So you saw the pictures when you was five, and then you saw. Is this something that happens quite a lot where you see pictures of people?
1: No, they were the only two. Oh, okay. They seem to be the only two things that I've, times that I've been shown pictures. Oh, okay. I did. It's actually you asked me before we came on if there was anything I didn't want to talk about. When I when my mum died, um before no, right, let's go back to 1970, whatever it was, six, seven. I'd gone for a walk with my mum and the dog, and she'd said she was going into hospital to be sterilized. So I said you're having a baby, aren't you? And she said, yes, how did you know? So I said, I don't know, I just did. And I sort of shrugged and then we left it. So she went into hospital and then it became apparent when my mum died that she'd been having an affair. And obviously I'm an only child, so I had to sort all my mum's personal stuff out. And I kept coming across little things and I came across a diary. This is what alerted me to the fact that she'd been having an affair. And there was all these little tiny weeny asterisks up by the date. And it turns out, just cutting a long story short, it turns out it was the butcher that was on the parade shops around the corner. And obviously she must have fallen pregnant to him. And because we never saw my daddy, it was always working, not as though that's an excuse, but it was always working. And anyway, so for years after my mum died, I didn't know about it being the butcher at this point. I couldn't put all the pieces together. And I... I kept thinking, who could it have been? And I found, in my mum's stuff, I found a a page of a telephone book and I went through every address, because obviously the addresses come underneath the name, don't they? And I'd gone through every address and I found one address that was kind of just up the road from us. And I'm thinking, was it them? I I don't remember them. Because you know all your neighbours when you were a kid. Anyway, it still nattered and bugged me and nattered and bugged me. And then I had periods where I forgot about it completely. And then one day I got up a couple of years ago, and I sat on the edge of the bed and I kind of stretched and opened my eyes and on the wall in front of me, next to the curtain, a television appeared, a television screen, in black and white. And it was me. It showed me looking out of our big window as my mum was taking the dog out for a walk. She walked past the window. She had her um, a Burberry mac on, tied in the middle like she always did. She had the dog on a lead. She went down the drive and turned left. Now, I'd always thought it was somebody that lived up the hill, which would be right, because that were the ways that she used to go with the dog. Yeah. And it showed her go around the corner, and then it clicked immediately who it was. It was obviously the butcher. And then this television screen went down to a tiny point and pinged off. So I suppose, in a way, that was a picture. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Wow. And I'd never, ever heard of that before until um, I went to the... Outer Limits magazine conference in Hull last year and Malcolm Robinson, my friend, was speaking and he he relayed a very similar story about a woman whose son was in the war and this television screen popped up in front of her and she could see him struggling in this water and and that was the first time I'd ever heard of anything like that. So I went straight up to him. I mean, I gave him a report for his books or whatever it was that he was going to do. But yeah, that's the first time I'd ever heard of a TV popping up.
0: Yeah. Sure she was seen. Wow. Yeah. So
1: wow. But it's it obviously it must have bugged me enough to tap into somebody somewhere to think, oh God, let's give her a you know give it a bloody answer because she's never going to shut up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So do you do you consider yourself uh, a psychic or?
1: I think I am, but I I had um I used to go to psychic development in the nineties. And I was getting on really well. And then one day I'd gone. It was a Tuesday afternoon, actually. We used to have psychic development. And we all got sat round and I got the water jugs and the glasses. There was only about eight of us in the group. And I lit the candles and then June, who used to lead the group, came in. And we all started to get sat down. And I sat down in this chair and I felt like my head was up by the ceiling. And I was looming over everybody. And I could see her looking at me and she went like that and I went no I'm not I'm not right sat here so I moved my chair I moved around sat down again it happened again I moved about four or five times and then I went back to the original chair I didn't feel quite right but I wasn't doing the looming anyway so anyway she she, she used to channel her um, spirit guides and take us through meditations and things and she was just starting to do it and I felt something jump into my body and it was kind of flipping up and down but really, really fast. And I was gripping the arms of this chair. I couldn't speak. I couldn't blink. I couldn't move. It was like I'd been frozen in time. Yes. And thankfully, thankfully, she looked up and she saw, she must have seen something that I couldn't see. And she came straight up to the back of me and put her hands on my shoulders and asked for whatever it was to leave. And it did. And we kind of stopped, wow. for, the, we stopped for the session then because I, I was shaking like a leaf. Yeah. We had a cuppa and a, a cig outside and that really, it worried me because she wanted us to go home and kind of do this kind of thing on our own. And I thought, if I do that at home and that happens again, my husband comes home, he's going to wonder what the hell's going on. He, can't, he wouldn't have been able to help me because mm-hmm. he wouldn't have known. And it really it put the fear of God up me really. And I thought, I don't want to be doing that on my own.
0: Yeah. yeah no, I mean, I I've learned...
1: Don't. I've learned now how to ground. We did grind a uh, grind. We did ground ourselves properly. But I've learned a bit more now of how to do it a bit stronger. And so I am kind of opening up a little bit more, but I'm still a bit wary because that that really did put the frighteners yeah. on me. Yeah. Not yeah, good. You've got to
0: be careful because you don't want to bring in those. Yeah.
1: Um... I mean, I can't I can't say that it was anything evil. It didn't feel evil. It was probably. Something that saw an opportunity and got really excited because they'd managed to do whatever it was they were trying to do. But, I mean, that didn't help me, did it? No, no. <laughs> but no it no. was just, it was the weirdest feeling, like it was flipping up and down, up and down. Like it was really, really giddy and really? But like I just couldn't move at all. Yeah. It rendered me, compl- I would have looked comatose to anybody, really. Yeah,
0: that's really interesting. Terrifying, but. Yeah.
1: But like I say, that was it, the barriers. The barriers kind of came up a bit then, and I yeah. thought, oh, I, I can't do this on my own. Can't be sat sat at home doing this and yeah. risking that. Yeah, but like I say, I'm a bit, I'm a bit more knowledgeable now, a bit older, and I know better ways to ground myself than we probably did back then. But, but yeah, but yeah. some of the um, some of the meditations she used to take us through were like it was like you were there. She once did one into the foothills to a temple, um a Tibetan temple, and she took us through these foothills in the Himalayas, and you could actually feel the wet grass on your feet. Wow. We got we got to a cliff face, and there was like, you know, the things that window cleaners climb into, like a cradle to do tall buildings? Yeah. It was like that, but it was made of, out of kind of bamboo and twigs and things, and it had vines around it. And we got in two by two, and we were hauled up by these Tibetan monks. And then we went into this little round temple thing that's all it was was the windows cut out and it was just like a a hut and in the middle was kind of a little altar and then sand on the floor and we all we all went there and then when we came out of the meditation we were having a cupper afterwards we'd all gone in with the person that we visualized going into this cradle with so I'd gone in with this woman and this bloke had gone in with and they're both of the same memory really oh wow These, these meditations she used to do were absolutely amazing.
0: So do you think that was like astro
1: projecting? Or? I think it was something like, thinking back now, yeah, because everything was so vivid. And like I say, you could feel. You could feel yeah. kind of the temperature in the air and you could feel the wet on your feet. And yeah. you could actually feel cl- holding on and climbing into this cradle and uh, the sensors were all there. Wow. And the sand under your feet when you got in into the little temple thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you, just felt, you
0: just felt like you was there.
1: Yeah, I managed to do wow. that once with a, uh, an old friend of mine. We decided one Halloween we were going to try and do it and we actually accomplished. Really? We going to the same place at the same time together and, and that's a weird one, actually, I'll tell you about that. Yeah. We decided we were going to start off as, as birds on the top of a cliff and do like sort of fly off and see what happened and we got re- really relaxed and we were on this cliff and we ended up landing on like, um I suppose it was a bit like a hardcore road. And we were both describing what we were seeing and we were both seeing the same thing. And we walked round and we were coming to this like medieval village and we could hear loads of noise, people shouting, and I'm saying to her, oh, it must be market day. Anyway, as we got round, there were people all gathered in this village square and there was a woman tied to a post in the middle with all this kind of medieval, like... um the long dresses that they wore, you know, like peasants wore kind of thing. And everybody was shouting at her. And I said to my friend, I went, I don't like this. So we came away from there. And we carried on this road. And as we looked, there was a big church on a bit of a hill and there was daffodils all up this banking. And we kind of followed it up and went up into this church. And as we got into the church towards the right, we saw some movement and a door shut. So we followed it and there was a little girl under the stairs and she was crying. Oh, that was it. We heard a word shouted that I'd never heard before "slattern," which means slut basically prostitute. Wow. So this is, this is what they were all shouting at this woman.
0: Yeah.
1: So as, and we found this girl crouched under the stairs crying and we found out that that was her daughter, this woman who was in the square getting ready to be, I don't know whether she was going to be stoned, burnt or what. This was her daughter But I think the shock of that brought us both out of the whatever journey we'd been on. But that, again, was so vivid. We could even smell the daffodils as we weren't passing them in. They they haven't got much of a smell, but they've got a bit of a peculiar smell. But because there were so many, we could smell the daffodils because we both commented on that.
0: That's so interesting.
1: But, yeah, so you can... It's almost like slipping into an alternate reality kind of thing. Yeah, I, I can't seem to get to that point. I'm trying to do a bit of astral traveling, not right now. Yeah, that'd be rude leaving you here. You <laughs> yeah, don't go yet. <laughs> but on the night when I go to bed, I'm trying to do it, and I've only ever astral traveled once. Yeah, and it's like I really want to do it. I think the more you concentrate, the less you can do it.
0: Yeah,
1: I think okay. it's one of those things you have to kind of relax and not think about and slip into it rather than.
0: It's sort to- of an in and out of sleep thing?
1: Yeah it's your body's supposed to relax but your brain's supposed to still be awake yeah and it's kind of it in that balance to I mean I did it as in the middle of a dream I was I don't remember the dream but I was having a dream and then I suddenly realized that I'd become aware of stuff and I was flying really fast on my front and I thought oh my god I'm astral traveling but the more that thought came into it the slower I got so I did this I sort of relaxed again and the faster I went and then I'm trying to think, because wow. I've been thrown into it, where the hell do I want to go? Now I've got this opportunity. So I thought, I want to go to the Himalayas. And then I thought, oh, God, no. that. And then I started speeding up. I thought, oh, no, that would scare me. So I slowed down again. And then I thought, Statue of Liberty. So I set off again at a speed and then thought, oh, no, that would be quite scary as well. <laughs> so by the time I'd finished thinking about where would be scary and where wouldn't, yeah, I was back into my dream. Wow. But, Yeah, you, know, you do become kind of lucid. It's. I'd love to do it again. Yeah, I, really
0: would. I find that fascinating because I don't I can't fully understand it, but I just find it. I'd love to do it. I don't know yeah. how
1: it's just, it's you can fit when you're doing it. You can feel that it's your thought that's moving you.
0: Yeah.
1: So if you kind of relax into it and, and so you don't think too hard about anything, you yeah. just kind of have a relaxed thought. That's that's how I found it. As soon as I started to put any real thought into anything, like "Oh my God, that's going to be scary," I started slowing right down. Yeah. So you've just got to kind of go with the flow, but it's—I've got places in mind now for if it happens again. But am I going to remember them when I'm? Yeah. You know, <laughs> and if it pops up again, am I going to actually yeah. think, "Oh, now where do I want to go?"
0: <laughs> do you think it's something that people do quite a lot and don't even know they're doing it?
1: Yeah, I think I think astral travel nearly every night. It's just that you're not aware that you're doing it. Wow um because a lot of people they kind of say that they've, they, they remember little bits of things and they don't know where they come from and I think that's what they're remembering it's some something that they've done out of body but it's it's a memory yeah. but they can't pin it to anything Thank I think you. it's something like that yeah mm. yeah
0: so when when you and your friend had this experience when you witnessed that horrible scene do you think you were sort of You've slipped back in time and you're, you're in another, obviously you said another dimension or whatever Yeah, that was,
1: reality, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose we could have done because if I th- the little girl was aware that we were there, but nobody really? else in the square, the people in the square weren't, and we'd pushed through to see what was going on.
0: Yeah.
1: But the people in the square didn't seem to be aware of us.
0: And you can feel this, you can touch, you can smell. Yeah. You're there.
1: Yeah. Wow. And obviously we could hear everybody shouting and, and this because when we both came out of this meditation, I said to her, I don't think I've ever heard that word before, slattern. No and when I looked it up, like I say, it was prostitute. Okay. So she'd yeah. obviously been found doing something she shouldn't have been doing yeah. or having an affair or something. Yeah.
0: And obviously in those times that led to oh,
1: really yeah.
0: bad things happening. Yeah. yeah.
1: Definitely. I mean, she could have been being burnt as a witch. I don't know yeah yeah wow
0: but yeah do you and your friend in the same room when you done this and are you talking through it or
1: yeah, yeah. We, just, we were just sort of saying as we got to things that were sort of prominent we were sort of saying what we could see and wow it was almost like we were telling us because we weren't both saying the same thing she'd say something i'd say yeah i can see that and i can see such and such and then beyond that she'd say something else and so it was kind of like a narrative we were doing, but we weren't both repeating the same thing. We knew what we were seeing, mm. and we were seeing the same thing. But, yeah. Wow. We must have had that link. And I think, obviously, yeah. with it being Halloween and what have you, everything's kind of
0: a yeah, bit spooky
1: yeah. anyway. So yeah. I think that helped. Yeah, wow. But yeah.
0: That's really interesting.
1: I love stuff like
0: that. I do. I do. I find it fascinating. As I say, I don't fully understand the astro projector. I know people have different experiences. Yeah. And- it's often in and out of sleep people say um but yeah i'd love to i'd love to do that
1: because there's out of out of body and astral projection i think are two different things i think the out of body um that happens more medical you know like if you're in sort of some sort of trauma room and things are happening and you may not make it i think that's more out of body yeah and then your astral projection you can think about your thoughts determine where you go so yeah you actually think about where you want to go and go
0: yeah yeah because i've had i've had people say they've actually got up out of bed mm-hmm. walked to the, the door looked back and they can still see themselves in bed yeah i just find that amazing like terrifying i, like, I don't know how i would take that but <laughs>
1: that's what i'm trying to do now there's a technique called rolling and you you kind of when you're relaxed you kind of imagine you, you inner self your spirit or whatever you want to call it your soul rolling yeah. about and then it's supposed to roll out and fall onto the floor i haven't got that far yet i've got that thing yeah. where you kind of feel like you're falling and you you jump yeah. i don't know whether that's part of
0: yeah.
1: that but yeah i'm practicing yeah. though i'll let you know when i've gone anywhere yeah let me
0: know
1: yeah <laughs> i'll be behind you you told me nice to meet you yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh, just also. drop me a bar of chocolate in front of me. Yeah, I'll take that,
1: yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what, what other experiences have, have you had? Um we had a, a trip to um oh no, I'll tell you this one first. Back in '93, me and my husband have been over to see a, a bloke that he worked with, and we've gone over for dinner, uh, other side of York. So quite a way away and I'd said oh I'm not bothered about a drink I'll drive so we'd had we'd had dinner with them and then we went over to the local pub now this I don't even think there was a shop in this village that they lived in it was just a pub so we were we were there till the early hours so we came home my husband was drunk obviously so he fell asleep in the passenger seat and I drove home and on the the road home's the A64 and it's a dual carriageway and there's very little there's a, a few houses dotted along, but mainly you're in the middle of nowhere. So I was driving along and there were these thick blankets of fog covering the road completely. So you didn't know where the edge was, the middle was. Thankfully, there weren't many cars about, which was another thing that stood out. Um, I saw, to say it's a trunk road from Leeds to the East Coast, I saw a handful of cars. And that was about it. It really, that struck me as really odd. Because if there's not cars, there's lorries. Because obviously this was it'll have been the early hours of a Monday morning, so obviously you know places need deliveries and anyway, yeah. So anyway, this this fog cleared and everything was fine. I was feeling pretty awake, and I got seven miles from home roughly, and I started to feel really anxious. He was still asleep, fast asleep. I had the radio on. I had the window down. I'm like, and I couldn't understand why I was feeling anxious. Anyway, I carried on. And this anxious started to go into a bit more like fear. So I got two, a mile and a half, two miles from home. And I started to feel terror. And this, this was coming from nowhere. There was nothing that was on my mind. There was nothing that I'd encountered, nothing that would make me feel like this. So I started the descent. I tried to wake him up. There was no point. So I started my descent down Now it. About a mile from home, it drops down from a roundabout and it's two lanes going down, one lane coming up. No, sorry, one lane going down, two lanes coming up. And you get to the bottom and it goes over a bump and it's the railway line that runs to Keithley and Skipton and then you've got the River Air and then you've got the Leeds-Liverpool Canal and they all run parallel under this. It's not a bridge as such, it's just under the road goes over. And I got just to the cutout where the bus stop is. And I looked out of my peripheral vision. I could see this huge thing stood there. And I thought, my immediate thought was, if I look at that, I am going to die. So I put my foot on the accelerator and I shot past it and I looked in the rear view mirror and whatever it was, stepped off the curb and into the road where I'd, been, where I'd just driven. And it was, to my estimates, it was seven foot tall by about four foot wide, this thing. And there were no, couldn't see any arms or legs. I couldn't see any eyes, but it felt like the eyes were burning into the car. And I I got home, I'm frantically trying to wake him up. Anyway, he woke up, we got round to the house. I couldn't get the key in the door. I was checking that much. And when we got in, he's he's saying, what the hell's up with you? So I'm trying to tell him, but in a panicky, you know. So he said, oh, it'll have been somebody waiting for a bus. And I went, no, at that time, I'm talking like quarter to two, two o'clock, something. Not at that time, but a stop at midnight. It'll have been somebody in fancy dress. It was a tree. I'm like, it was none of those things. Trees do not step out into the road. Anyway, the next day, my mum and dad had obviously been divorced for years and years, but they both lived up in the same area. So I was going to go see them both. And I thought, I'm going to go past and see if it was a tree. If it was me, was I tired? I didn't feel tired, but you don't know, do you? So I went past and there was no tree. The cutout for the bus stop where it had been stood was clear. And at the side, there's like, um you know, the concrete fences that look like concrete bars, they were holding everything else back. There was nothing growing over or growing through. It looked like it had just all been trimmed back. Yeah. And I'm like, there was absolutely nothing that I could mistake what I'd seen for. And wow. people have said, do you think it was Bigfoot or do you think it was a dog man?" And I said, at the time thinking about it I I kind of I couldn't say either way but the more I think about it now and the more that I've seen because I could only see the shape of it I would I would err towards Bigfoot more than Dogman because the the, the shape kind of had shoulders but no neck it was just a you could you could see a head coming down and into shoulders but there was absolutely no neck it just formed a So, yeah, I would actually say Bigfoot more than Dogman. Really?
0: Mm. Wow.
1: But then I decided, because obviously I've always been into paranormal stuff, and I thought, I want to write a book. Um, I mean, this was, oh, I don't know, 93, so I don't even think I had the internet then. Um, But I I had two articles in the local papers about what I'd seen and asking people to come forward if they'd seen anything or if they had any spooky stories or because I wanted to write a book. And I got 80% maybe of the stuff that came through was all UFO stuff, complete with drawings and everything else. And there was the odd couple of other stories. And then this one, I'd gone to the newspaper office to collect the letters on my way home from work, made myself a brew and I sat down and I opened a few letters and read them. And then I got to this one and I was like, I got chills everywhere and it's it was from a young man who worked at the local supermarket and he did the twilight shift like stacking shelves and he passed the end of our street where we lived then he passed that at something like quarter to three in the morning quarter to two quarter to three i can't remember but it was the early hours and he said he'd come down the hill on his push bike and he'd got just nearly to the church on the right and there were two of what I'd described crouched in the road. Well, my first thought was, Oh my God, they're following me. Because obviously, you know, I'd never heard of anybody else hearing about seeing these things. Or yeah. And he said he, he didn't go past them because he didn't know what they were or what they were doing. He said they were crouched in the road and he got off his bike and he stood there. And then he said they turned and looked at him, and they both stood up and went behind the shops. So I put the letter down and I went down the hill and round the back of the shops. There's nothing, there's one way in and one way out. There's a wall, the back of the shops and then opposite there's garages, but they all form like a courtyard. There's absolutely nowhere for anything to go. Yeah. So I don't know what they were either. Wow. Um, But that was like, that was about 400 metres down the road from where I lived at the time. And that just really worried me. I thought, am I going to, Go out to the bins one night and they're gonna be stood there or because you just yeah, don't know. Do you? Yeah, yeah. But yeah.
0: Wow. So did, did he describe them as looking like
1: he said he they were because I'd on. given a, I'd given a pretty good description in the me paper out newspaper articles, and he said that they were exactly as I described, just big ones wow. of whatever they were.
0: Yeah. Seven foot tall. I mean, that's tall.
1: That is tall. Yeah. That's scary tall. Wow. But yeah.
0: So when that's... you see so when I was you gonna t- say sorry, <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> no, you go, you go. I
1: was just going to say for somebody else to like see my report and come forward. Has anybody else seen them?
0: Yeah, you yeah. don't know, do you? Because a lot of people, from what I've experienced, don't report these things. No. Very rare do people report stuff that, like that, this because
1: fear of ridicule,
0: fear of ridicule. Yeah, yeah,
1: they yeah. doubt yeah.
0: themselves a lot of the time.
1: I mean, back then I was prepared to say what I'd seen. Even the, 1993, I mean, what we're talking, I don't even know how many years ago, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I was prepared then to put myself out there and make myself look an idiot, but I knew what I'd seen. And if anybody else had, had seen it, I wanted to know. Yeah,
0: yeah. But
1: apart from him, nobody had.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm the same. If I ever see a Bigfoot, I'm going to be telling everyone <laughs> and getting it right out there. I'd it's love to something that fascinates me. I'd love yeah. to. I'd love to see it. I know it must be terrifying Yeah, when you're in that position. Well, that was me. Yeah.
1: If I'd have been out in the middle of the woods, I would have expected to probably come across something like that. But I didn't really know. I'd probably seen the odd documentaries here and there. I didn't really know much about Bigfoot. But the the thing that I did know was they're all in America. They're not over here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's
1: like you see something like that and you think, well, they can't possibly be over here. We're in a little on a little island, but as you know, from talking to Deb Hatswell, yeah, there's, yep. there's report after report that comes in of stuff like that dog men and 100%. And there's a lot, there's a lot, yeah, there is
0: a I lot think of weird stuff more in this more country. More people are coming out now. Uh, I think this subject's getting more. Obviously, you're still going to get people that will just nah, never yeah. believe anything, and that's fine,
1: yeah. Of course it is.
0: I, I think a lot of people are coming to terms with this world is not what we think it is no, and there's a lot out there that yeah we don't know
1: and no, there's, yeah.
0: a of, there's a lot of and i love it i think that's great
1: no, i do it's brilliant <laughs> keeps you entertained
0: that's it that's it <laughs> so when, when you saw your you had your experience you didn't see a face you didn't see no. you no. just got a bad feeling
1: i got a terrifying feeling and a, and like i say there were no i could see no arms no limbs i could make out the head coming down into the shoulders but it was just a big shaggy shape yeah, yeah. But obviously it, it stepped off the curb, well, out of the bus, cut out and into the road where I'd just driven. Now, like I said, trees don't do that, do they? No. Nah, Somebody in nah. fancy dress, what, the, what are they going to be lurking about at a bus stop for when there's going to be no buses coming past? Yeah, yeah. And that, was, that would have been a bit of a strange fancy dress to my mind. Yeah. Especially back then. I mean, nobody would have, possibly now, you, well, you can get Dogmen costumes and Bigfoot costumes and stuff, but back then you wouldn't have done. Nah. Nah. Just didn't make any sense. It was And, and
0: you are taking a risk at that time in the morning wearing a costume like that. Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> you're just taking slightly. a big risk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then no. it was the, the terror that was building up as well for the seven miles before I saw it. Yeah, strange. You know, somebody somebody that I know really well has said to me that they think I was being tracked by a UFO, but it's just that I because I was concentrating on the fear that I'd got. They reckon that if I'd have actually looked up out of the car I would have seen something well I'll never know that because obviously I didn't do that I was just trying to I was trying to work out why I was feeling so terrified yeah I was, I was absolutely petrified yeah and no idea why yeah
0: is it is either you yourself had a what well, you knew you was going to have this encounter and you had that feeling yeah, Psychically, or maybe, or
1: was it something that they were creating? Or was
0: it something that they were creating?
1: Build up my fear to whatever it was that I saw. Yeah. I'll never yeah. know.
0: Because a lot of people say, like obviously it's split. Some people say a big foot is a flesh and blood. Some people yeah. say there's something supernatural to these things. Yeah. So
1: yeah. I'd I'd say supernatural more than anything. I mean, it, if it was flesh and blood, that we'd be overrun with them, wouldn't we? Because there'd be breeding and whatever else. Yeah. There's got to be some, oh, could it be that they come, They actually come from somewhere else? They're being delivered from somewhere else for a, some sort of mission and yeah. they are actually flesh and blood, but they don't reside here.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's. A that's lot of people say that
0: they slip through portals and.
1: Yeah. a dimension. so yeah.
0: very possible.
1: Very, very. It's more to this world than we know about. Oh, a
0: hundred percent. And I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs>
0: So is there, is there any other experience? <coughs>
1: yeah with us? Huff, Cough,
0: cough, cough.
1: <laughs> That's right. I muted myself there. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, I was going to tell you one wasn't I, before I started with that one. <clears throat> oh, um, 2021, I was out on the back of the motorbike with my husband. And it was actually December, but it was a really nice day. And when we got up, we said, oh, we'll go out for a little run. Not a long one, just, you know. So... Can I just get a drink? Yeah, of course. (laughs) Cool. I've got to tell you what, I've
0: got a tickle. Sorry, you're going to have to cut this out. That's (laughs) all right. I'll I'll cut this out. I was doing a a live on YouTube a little while ago and I was talking, talking, and I had a drink of water next to me and I had a swig. And you know, when it goes down the wrong hole, (laughs) Yeah, I've done that lots of times. I was like, (laughs) I'm going to cough along up. (laughs) I was trying not to do it. I was trying to not show it, but, my brother said he watched it. He was like, "You choked yourself on that." I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, finding that out. I was going. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's right, horrible like when it, it happens. Right, <laughs> Don't worry. Trying- take your time. Take your time. <clears whatever throat> you're ready.
1: Yeah, I'm ready now. Um, yeah, there was one incident back in 2001, December time. We woke up and it was a really lovely day, and we said, "Oh, we'll have a little ride out on the bike. Nowhere too far. Just a little." go around so we were coming out of um sort of the boston Spa area coming out onto the a64 again going to towards york and i'm on the back of the bike and i just happened to look up the sky was bright blue and there was just one one of those like really big fluffy cotton wool clouds and i saw what i thought was a plane it was a fuselage of a plane a big like a jumbo jet And I'm looking, I kind of glanced at it and I'm used to seeing planes because we live two miles from the airport. It's not, you know. And I looked at it and I thought, that's not got any wings. Well, the direction the sun was in and the way the the thing was facing, I thought when it turns, it because it was starting to bank, I thought when it turns a bit more, the sun will shine on it, I'll be able to see the wings. So I kept glancing up and as it's turning, it turned and there were no wings. It was just what looked like the fuselage of a plane. No windows. But then it started to pixelate in patches. It was pixelating in and out, so you could see part of the plane, part of the sky. And I'm staring at him. Obviously, I couldn't alert my husband. The traffic was bad, which it always is when you spot stuff like this. And I couldn't alert him. We had nowhere to pull over. And obviously, on two wheels, it's a bit different to being in a car, You know, where you can kind of glance up a bit more. Yeah. So I'm just sat on the back of the bike and I'm looking up at this thing and it was it was silver and white, half silver, half white in in like a horizontal split. And the size of like I say, jumbo jet fuel was large, No wings, no tail, no nothing. It was pixelating, and then all of a sudden it kind of turned a bit and then just totally pixelated out. and There was nothing. Wow. And I'm going, seen the UFO. <laughs> Patting him <laughs> on the shoulder. See a UFO. He's like, I don't know, yeah. Because <laughs> he's not into all the stuff that I'm into, um, but yeah, that was that yeah. was a bit of a mind blower. Yeah, so we got to the cafe that we normally stop at, and we pulled up, and I'm like, "Can't believe I've just seen that! That was amazing." But yeah, it was pix- proper squares that it was pixelating, just like dotted all over That's the place. I did recreate, I did recreate that for. Um, I think it was one of my videos on my channel. Um, okay, I did my own encounters. Yeah. And I recreated what it looked like, sort of pixelated, and it was quite oh. tricky to do, but I managed it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what do you think was happening there then? Do you think that was...
1: I think, that again, that was some sort of UFO that was cloaking itself or the yeah. beard didn't think anybody was observing it and thought, oh, well, we'll have a little cruise round and, and then suddenly realised it had been spotted or whether it was testing its cloaking abilities, I've no idea. Yeah. It just kept coming going in and out of this pixelation thing until it just pixelated into nothing. Yeah. We back to the sky and there was no trace of it anywhere. Wow. Freaking and I couldn't even tell you how high up that was. Must I don't know. How far how far away but it was big. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't small but it was in proportion to if it had been a plane flying it was kind of in proportion but a, a plane wouldn't have been that low up in that area. Yeah. Was that part of Part of Yorkshire is not near an airport. So anything that will be flying out there would be at sort of 35,000 feet or whatever. So, yeah. Ooh, don't know.
0: Interesting.
1: Else? Something else weird. <laughs> Very
0: interesting. Yeah. Awesome stuff. So, is there anything else, Deb? Because this has been amazing. You've had some uh, incredible experiences.
1: I've got loads, but I'll come on again if you want me to. That's yeah, awesome I'd love time. to have you
0: back on. 100%. Yeah. yeah love to have you back on. This has been awesome.
1: I've
0: enjoyed it. It's been great. Yeah. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Can you tell the audience where they can find you?
1: I have a YouTube channel. It's Deborah Singleton, D-B-O-R-A-H, the proper spelling. Singleton, a.k.a. B as in Bumblebee. Um, That's my YouTube channel. I'll send you the links for your podcast. Um, I also appear on Eric Von Essex on uh, YouTube, live every Monday at 8pm, oh my videos, sorry, I have a video out a week, uh, every Sunday at 4, as a premiere, Uh, I'm on with Eric Von Essex on a Monday, we talk about all sorts of stuff, it could be paranormal, we sometimes have Deborah Hatswell on, Uh, we have other guests on, and we talk about anything from topical issues, to home remedies, to paranormal, it's just a mishmash of everything, Oh, yes, that's me.
0: Well, I will be checking it out for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much, Deb. And I'm looking forward to having you back on for more. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Well, that's the show, guys. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy the show, please share it. Share it where you can. Share it on your social media. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell everybody about Let's Get Freaky Podcast because that is a great way to support the show. If you've had any paranormal experiences, we would love to hear from you. So get in touch. Email us at Podcast at outlook.com. We're also on social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and more, at TC Let's Get Freaky Podcast. Guys, it'd be great to hear from you, so please get in touch. Uh, I'd love to have you on as a guest. If you'd be willing to share your paranormal experiences, that would be awesome. We'll be back very soon for more freaky conversations. In the meantime, stay safe, and remember, keep it freaky.